This week on DC's Pride, a gay Star Trek podcast, we talk about this week's episode of Strange New Worlds, Children of the Comet. We also give some quick random life updates. Thanks for joining us. Johnson, how's it going? It is okay. How are you doing this Saturday evening? <laughs> yes. That's when late. do we ever? Re- we've never recorded on a Saturday evening ever. I don't think. Yeah. I am doing good. It's been a busy Saturday, but a good Saturday. How about yours? Uh, today's been fine. Yeah, it's been fine. I went to see my mom for a few days. A couple of days. Well, I went Thursday, Friday, and I came back today. And then I... How's mom doing? Still alive. Doing all right. Yeah. Um, it was just good to see her. I, I wasn't able to see her last weekend for Mother's Day. So I uh, took the opportunity to see her uh, the last couple of days before I leave for California tomorrow for work. So I just wanted to get that out of the way. Um, but yeah, no, she's doing well. Still okay. Um, still alive. You know, still kicking for now. So we'll, well see. that's that's the goal. That is the goal. Were you able to, well, good to did you do anything for your mom on Mother's Day? No, no, not really. I mean, it's not um, you call her. You know, it's you know, I sent her I sent her a text. We, oh, we text. okay. We don't really I have been a phone often. call. Wow. Um yeah, you know, maybe I'm a, I don't know, maybe I'm a bad son. I don't That's know. Right. I'm a good son. Um, yeah. Yes, you are a good son for going to visit your mom once a quarter or something like that. I'm trying to see her like <laughs> once every two months now. So Okay, well, yeah. that's good. Yeah. That is... Um, something. That's a good son, yes. Now, uh, you know, my, you know um, I, w- I would say that my mom and I aren't that close. You know, we're, we were, you know... We're fine. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. Also, my family never really grew up like celebrating a lot of holidays. I mean, birthdays, birthdays were sort of a thing. And then Christmas was the other thing. And that was about it. You know? Yeah. No, I feel that. Um, yeah, my parents um, weren't into holidays either. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and, you know, we most of most, if not all of our birthday celebrations were just family celebrations. They weren't anything you know, extraordinary or anything mm-hmm. like that. So, um, yeah, but, uh, you know, I texted her, she, you know, and it's hard on a Sunday because, you know, she's either in the car going to church or, you know, you know, it's her church day and you sure. know, that, that, you know, I don't know her whole schedule. I mean, I guess I could have called her Sunday night. You're right. I'm a bad son, but anyway, bad son. yes, bad son. Bad son. whatever. Um, I mean, I call my mom and I, you know, I let her ramble on for 30, 40 minutes. I was like, all right, see ya. So whatever. <laughs> yes. So whatever. Um, yes. And your mom has some new, did your mom have any new conspiracy theories to share with us? 
Oh, no. She didn't have any conspiracy. She talks about Russia a lot. Like, oh, interesting. But it's really just regurgitating the news that I oh, already okay. know. Nothing crazy. So, fortunately, um, yeah, no- nothing crazy when it comes to any conspiracy theories or anything like that. So, I don't oh, think it's good. as... It's not as bad as your mom, to be honest. Like your mom, I feel your mom has different conspiracy theories than my mom. I mean, my mom, your yeah, my mom has conspiracy theories like QAnon and all that kind yeah. of stuff. But yeah, my mom has other mom kind has... of conspiracy theories. But it feels like it it comes in waves. Like sometimes it's like all right, but I I don't know how like necessarily like um I would say harmful her conspiracy theories are. Sometimes it's more right. like an eye roll. Yeah, your your moms are kind of uh, very interesting, uh, funny, more funny. Like she, like I think she thinks that there's a government cover up of like aliens and stuff like that. Like that's like one yes, of- yes, yes. That, I love like, that. All right, sure. That. I'm like I can neither prove or disprove that, and that doesn't really harm anyone. So you know what? Do do what you will. Yes, you know it's almost yes. like harmless because it's just like yeah. Whatever. I w- I wish my mom's conspiracy theories were harmless, but no, they are not. Yeah. But. So, so yeah. But anyway, yeah. yeah, I got to spend a couple days with her, and then I am leaving for California tomorrow, which is your favorite fun. place in the world. My favorite place. I yeah. It's it's gonna be exhausting, but it'll be fine. Um, yeah. How was your week? Otherwise, you went to Fire Island. Yes. To Ocean Bay Park on Fire Island for a few days. It, they went by fast. We it was only, technically, long. it was only. No, we weren't. We were there for three nights and two and a half days, if that makes sense. Um, no, it's, you know, it's pretty dead. It was quiet. I mean, Hamish got to play on the beach for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was just a nice, it was nice to hear waves crashing and wind and birds versus the honking horns and the sirens of New York City. Do you so, even hear that many honking horns in Oh my gosh, yes. Apartment? You oh, do? yes. Even like in the back where you are right now? Uh, not as many way back here, but yes, if you're in any part of the, you know, any part of the other rest of the apartment it's mm. yes it's yeah and it's been particularly bad today uh because ninth avenue is closed for um street festival oh so there was that and then you know this afternoon or this evening i forget what, what was i doing oh i was watching picard in in preparation for getting ready for discovering trek and um dennis took Hamish out and came back and all these horns were honking on the street, like oh, all over the place. Like there was a whole kerfuffle out on the street because someone was parked in the middle of the street and didn't move. Oh my God. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so there was incessant honking and then people were getting out of their cars. I mean, it was crazy. So, Yeah, so Fire Island was nice because there was none of that. Um, there right. weren't very many people, and it was just quiet and peaceful. I do realize, though, so, I, you know, we we drove to see Dennis's cousin cousins today, but 
in doing all of that, I just realized that I was really kind of like tired and run down a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. um, and you know, like usually a getaway like that is supposed to be rejuvenating, which it was to to some extent. Uh, I mean, I was fairly productive this week and got a, quite a bit done um, ahead of time, which was nice. Uh, but it's not the same as, you know, he was on vacation, vaca- like he was clearly off. I was working remotely. Right. There is a difference. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, so it's not quite as rejuvenating for me, but it is refreshing. You know, it is a little bit yeah. refreshing, but then, you know, today I was feeling a little bit more like, I don't know, tired ish and uh, just generally run down, but it was still, yeah, it was still a good day. You know, I mean, it was still a good time out in Fire Island. We, we cooked and we grilled and all of that. And then, um, and then, uh, yeah. We took Camus to the beach and just, yeah, it was just fun. Um, it was just and relaxing. It, the dog tried to eat the sand? Hamish ate sand and then later pooped sand, which was exciting. That's disgusting. Uh, um, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Did he learn that it's not food? Uh, I mean, you know, he, you know, he's a dog. He puts everything in his mouth. I mean, quite literally, um, anything on the street is fair game. So why wouldn't sand? Um yeah so no you know and then salt water so he came back super thirsty i think and but he had a great time it was great um so yeah it was um yeah it was a good getaway it was like like i said only three nights and really two full days and then you know we left thursday morning to come back Uh and we got there monday late monday afternoon so so yeah um but yeah that's sort of my week um you know, I'm pleased with my pro- with the stuff I got done at work. So that's that's good. Less feelings of violence towards coworkers. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I don't have a lot of violence feelings towards coworkers. It's just, yeah, there are moments. I mean, I there did. Are moments. I did have to send one um, less unpleasant email because someone sent me a, something. Um, that was due two days beforehand. Uh, and I was like, strongly okay. worded letter. Um, it was, I forget what I said. I basically said, um, I'll try to include this. It was due on Tuesday though. Um, so you were a little, <laughs> little salty. I was a little salty. Yes. Yeah. Um, cause this person thought that it was, you know, it, it was just one day overdue. And I was like, no. Well, really people should know right. when they're wrong. <laughs> it's true. I, I, yeah, no, it's true. People should know when they're wrong, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, so I, I was kind of annoyed because I needed to include it or I wanted to include it. But I was also like, the deadline was two days ago. I'd already finished that draft of stuff. And so, yes, but I did acquiesce and put it in there because it's important. But Look at you being so flexible. Accommodating, but I was not happy about it at all. I was not happy. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, but anyway, that that was really the only uh, exciting thing about work. I mean, my boss was out with COVID this week, so oh, I didn't um, know that. I think 
I don't think you mentioned that. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, she she had COVID this week. So unfortunate. Yeah. So if everyone's gotten COVID, how have you not gotten COVID? I still don't know. I mean, everyone, literally, it's like every everyone. Yeah, I know. Um, I still remain COVID free. Telling you, you're missing out. Yes. Um, no, 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 I, I don't, I don't really think I'm missing anything. <laughs> I, I don't, you know, and to be fair, like my allergies are killer right now. Oh, really? Um, oh, yeah. So, although, you know what I did? So I did come back from, so we did come back Thursday and Thursday night into Friday morning. I got a slight sore throat and I was like, this is it. Like, you know, anything <laughs> new, any new, any new feeling you get, you think it's COVID and, uh no probably like post-nasal drip from allergies or something yeah yeah no it was because we had such fresh air you know ocean air out there like yeah everything and you get back into the city and like the dirt of the city the air quality is lower Mm. the uh trees the trees are in full bloom right now yeah everything's coming alive it's like oh my god yes (laughs) it's like a heart oh yes yeah so yeah but um yeah so that's uh, that. And uh, you know what I, oh, well, yeah. Yeah, that's that. That's pretty much it. Cool. So, yeah. So, um, yes, that's really yeah. all that's going on here. Uh, yeah. um, and not a lot of news this week or anything, you know. Although I did, I guess I just heard or did hear that Orler Brady is going to be in season three of Picard, which I'm excited about. Oh, yeah, I about. heard this too. But I feel it's like, unconfirmed so until i feel we hear something more definitive i feel it's like the rumor mill i don't know no i thought um i heard that terry metallis confirmed it oh okay she is, she is a part of the third season oh you know what you're right her. you're right yeah you you are right Terry metallis to confirm um, um that this was the case but he left it very vague Yes, yes yes as as a showrunner would normally do like that's yes. not that surprising um i'm still so shipping. I, was, I just found that out a little while ago so i'm super excited yeah, about that. i'm still so. shipping beverly and picard so as as you know yes i yes uh, which i'm you know i'm i'm fine with um yeah so we'll just kind of see see what happens i mean yeah. i still uh i still think we're gonna oh, get hey that. you know beverly might be unavailable it's been like 20 years so she might gonna... yeah exactly so it's, it's not like she was waiting know. around on her chateau <laughs> like you know like yeah like the card know. was so yep she wasn't like in a stasis chamber for like you know, 20 years waiting for Jean-Luc to change his mind. Right, exactly, exactly, yeah. So, we'll so see. there's that. Um, so okay, that was nice to hear. Um, and then uh, the other thing I forgot I did see is that, did you see the, the season two, quote-unquote season two, or the next wave of um, Star Trek The Next Generation figures, action figures? I think did I saw... That? Gates and Fadden posts about it. Like she, because I follow her on Twitter and she, she was like, I look like Thor because it's like very blocky or something. Yeah, I'm looking at her 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 thing right now and I'm like, yeah, that is, it is a it's little not, odd. It's, it, 
it's not appealing to her figure. <laughs> like, it's, you know, I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah, that's true. Now that I see that. Yeah, it's I mean, very blocky. I mean, even Deanna looks a little blocky, but, uh, you know, at least she doesn't have the coat. So the way that they built the coat into, yeah, the doctor's coat. But um, so, yeah, six new figures, uh, um, you know, here's my feeling. Is on it from like action- Playmates? What is it from? Uh, it's called they're called Super Seven. I don't know. I don't know what that is. Um, so I don't know, I but um, yeah, they're Super Seven is all I really see. Um, but so we've got season two, Will Riker. We've got Deanna Troy, which I guess is um, in her purple, her you know purple uniform. We've got Armis, which I think is hilarious. Oh um beverly crusher jordy and q q in his like robes his like uh his judge role robes yeah judge outfit so um but my general feeling about you know this is something that star trek really missed out on because and again like i said the the way that star trek is marketed is just you know there have been there are like 17 different versions of action figures for star wars fans and it like takes an act of god almost to get action figures for star trek um and and it's just it just it continues to blow my mind you know like the the marketing the way that paramount does their marketing for star trek well, I mean, I wonder if there's really the demand for it as well. Because it's, you know, fair. Star Trek is not... Star Wars is definitely much more of an action-adventure kind of deal where the action figures kind of make sense versus are you going to... Star Trek figures, it's not like there's no action, but it's like, I would sit them around the table and they can talk about diplomacy all day. Like, it's like, <laughs> you're yeah. like, you know, what? All right, you fair. Know? Fair point. Yeah, that's, that's, that is true. Demand. I feel that if there was a demand, it's like, you know, the market. If, like, if there's I mean, yeah, feel that demand, you know, but I'm not sure a lot of people other than like really hardcore collectors are really clamoring for Star Trek figures, to be totally honest. Yeah, well, I mean, so there are some prodigy figures coming out, which I think is is kind of where it needs to yeah, start. Right? It needs to start. Yeah, it needs to yeah. start start there but you know if if star trek had all along been doing action figures and created play sets and like done some of that i think there would be more of a demand per se for these but they never you know they never did so that yeah. you know no i mean there were actually 20... i mean like we see a lot of what is like, it? i mean i never collected star trek action figures but when we go to the conventions there's definitely a lot of like these old school action figures yeah yeah there are for sure yeah um, I just think it's, you know, it's again, kind of a lost opportunity, I feel like, um, with, with, you know, with marketing. And, and yes, it's, you know, you're right, it is a different kind of an adventure. But I still think that, you know, as yeah. a young kid, if I were watching Next Generation, you know, back when I was 14, I'd probably, you know, if there were like, I mean, I did have a couple of the action figures. But it wasn't so prevalent that you could just, you know, go anywhere and like you can with Star- back then and even now with Star Wars figures. But yeah, I don't know. 
anyway um i do think there's a demand element but we'll see fair enough yeah we'll see, you, we'll you, see you, how you make do. a good point you, you 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 make a good point but um yeah yeah so but that's really all the news this week yeah i don't, I don't think there's really... much in the way of news other than what you mentioned yeah so, so all right well i guess we can get into this week's episode Unless there was anything else you wanted to talk no, about. No, yeah, let's let's talk about uh, Children of the Comet. All right, right. yes, let's get into Stranger World, Season 1, Episode 2, Children of the Comet. Well, you are achieving your stated objective of studying alien languages. Like you said, I'm not even supposed to be here. That's not precisely You all should be relying on someone who's prepared. Someone actually Starfleet, not someone who's going to get us all fried to a crisp. As this is your first away mission, may I assume it is also the first time your life has been in danger? Yes. Kind of. No, just yes. Confrontations with our mortality often cause us to see ourselves as if from the outside. Such perspective can be a unique opportunity. You did not intend on being here, but you are here. Hypotheticals are irrelevant. Today, you are quite simply the only person for the job. Will you rise to see it through? That one was better. Your pep talk, I mean. All right, Mike. So I think that what we can do is we can start with broad overall takeaways of this episode. I did get to watch this episode twice. I watched the screener that we got, and then I watched it again yesterday because I needed a refresher. So it is more or less fresh in my mind. What did you think about this episode? You know, this is a good follow-up to the premiere. It's probably not as strong in some ways as the premiere was. Uh, but I do like the, you know, the crew dinner and kind of the focus around uh, Cadet Uhura. Uh, a little bit of hazing. Um, I know. That was funny, Which, actually. Yeah, 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 it was. Um, and, and then you know the the interesting moments. I, I think the there's a lot going on in this episode, right? We have the dinner. We we're mm. kind of seeing life through Cadet Hura's eyes. The dinner was. It was just like again, Pike's quarters are ridiculous. <laughs> he has yes, a kitchen. He has this massive dining table that can yep. he can host like ten people. It is it's outrageous. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I I love that he does host dinners. I think that's a cool aspect of Ben you know, Cisco did. If you remember Ben Cisco, he would like you know he would kind of cook up some soul food or whatever yeah that's true yeah um, but his quarters are very tight like whenever he hosted dinner in his quarters i don't know if you remember but it was like very very cramped versus this just yeah funny. yeah yeah um and i like that there was different you know there were some you know all all different ranks and everything you know although you know, although you know una spock and pike were there but you know uh, Melissa there were a couple of randos. Yeah, there were a couple of random people there, which I thought was really cool. You know, Hammer was there. We, so we get introduced to the new chief engineer who beamed on board at the end of the last episode. Yeah. And um, 
so that was kind of interesting. He comes off really gruffy and like rough around the edges. And I'm like, how did you like, I'm thinking, how did you make it through the, the Academy? Like, uh, I mean, you know, you, you, you lack personality. Uh, well, he's a good engineer. Um, so. Yeah. He's a brilliant engineer, I guess. But uh, yeah, I thought, I thought the focus on cadet her was an interesting take for a second episode. You know, we've got all of these, you know, we, we, Episode one focuses on the captain. Episode two on the cadet. I mean, it's it was just, interesting. Uh, but there was still the background. The beginning and the end was still kind of sandwiched a little bit. If you if you kind of recall, with Pike, Pike still kind of um, grappling with his fate, and that was a theme of this episode. Yeah. So that's so sort of that was, yeah, that's that still, still in play, line. right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because nice. this time Una kind of chats with him about it, right? Right. Um, so there, yes, there is that through line. Um, you know, Cadet Uhura's first away mission, which is interesting. Uh, you know, Sam Kirk being a part of this, mm-hmm. which is also interesting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just... Um, so I I enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy it as much as the premiere. Although on second viewing, I did enjoy it more, I think. Um, oh, yeah. So when did you watch... watch it the first time, do you recall you were you did say that there were some editing or cutting choices that. Yes. And they did. Yes. It's still there. So oh, thank you for reminding me. Yeah. So my one complaint about this episode is that the cutting of when they beam the away team back from the, mm-hmm. the comet. Mm-hmm. The very and what happens is they think they got away with it. Be, they would have gotten away with it if we were talking about uh, terrestrial TV where there was a commercial break. Mm. But it's literally there's no for my you know subscription or the screener right. There is no break. There's a there's like a fade out fade to black, and then you you come back and it's. It's maybe a minute later, but the team has beamed up and suddenly they're at all their positions on the bridge and literally nothing has really changed. Like the plot has moved for like 30 seconds. So you didn't, you know, it just did not sit right with me. That was the only thing that was noticeably like bad in my opinion uh, was just that piece of editing and, and, you know, it just didn't make sense. So I don't know if that was a writing issue or an editing issue or both. There were like a couple moments like that um, for me as well. Overall, I enjoyed this episode. There were a couple moments where, like, for example, when Ahura kind of is like, oh, let me try something to kind of get the comet to lower the shields. And then she's come something and then the comet lowers the shields. But I feel there's a scene missing as to what she figured out because, you know, I... I don't know how she, there was no oh, explanation as to what she figured out that would allow her to sing the right notes to tell the comic, Hey, can you lower your shields? You know, like, and then there was, right, there, right, there, was right, no, yeah. I feel there was a short explainer that was missing yeah. or edited out. Cause it was kind of like a little bit random. Thank um, you. And that made me think of another scene where suddenly Spock is on the shuttle and like, when did they talk about that? Did I miss that? Did I miss well, that? Well, they purposely twice? left it, let it, let, left that, mis- like as a mystery. They were like, "We're ready," you know, when we have one shot at this, and then it just happened. I just um, that was a little bit. It it was a little bit 
odd to me that the shepherds wouldn't have noticed that Spock was, you know, doing his thing. Like, or did the shuttle get off the ship? I mean, like, yeah, how did the shuttle I, get off the ship without anyone notice? You know that that was sort of, uh, yeah. So you know, tiny things like that. That um, yeah, you know, there were. It, was, you, it didn't really overall affect the episode for me. It was kind of like, um, oh, like you know, there was like this missing little thing, or this was. There was even this one shot where um, it was kind of. I, I was confused because it was when the Enterprise they they were hiding on they were basically hiding on the comet, not hiding, but they were like they turned off the power and they kind of pretended that they were crippled, and they were telling the shepherds, "Oh, we need you to like you know tow us out Rescue of here, us. yeah, kind of right, as a right. diversion, so that I guess they wouldn't notice Spock, I guess." But then on the view screen, there's a shot of a comet in the distance. I don't oh yeah yeah I was like, yep, I was like yep. wait where are they again I thought they were like on yep. the comet and then it looked like they were like far from the comet yeah yep. so I was like no because I was already trying to orient like where are they and then yeah it was very it was confusing and then I was like mm-hmm. was that like a shot from like Spock's perspective that they were mm. just putting onto the view screen it was just like, it was like a little random like I was like trying to figure out like what was happening um so yeah. there are minor i mean like minor things minor things like that that um you know from a orient from an audience orientation perspective i was like trying to figure things out mm-hmm. yeah yeah um, i mean um minor yeah yeah minor things yeah like more annoyances than you know like than notes that uh you know say that this sucks or you know this is no no it, it doesn't suck i like i said I, I enjoyed the episode overall i did think that was interesting to what you said that this was uh this was a focus on Ophora, but i think that's a great thing about the series we're gonna get a glimpse of yeah yeah i was character. i was just surprised that we jumped right to Ohura. i mean i you know i guess we're trying to it's probably intentional to get people who you know who love the original series to kind of get into yeah. this so that maybe from a planning that makes sense but you know i i really want to know more about ortegas you know and um mm-hmm. you know we, we get a little bit of her here you know in this episode well we get a lot of a lot of her in this episode her flying and then her kind of joking with Ohura, her like prank on Ohura, but um, then her flying and doing all these maneuvers, which is great because she, you know, she really plays into it and, and enjoys it. So, uh, you know, I think that the scenes with her in it are some of my favorites. Yeah. Um, I was, I was less interested in the whole comet piece than I was what was, you know, kind of going on between the shepherds and and the enterprise and um yeah I, I also like the fact that you know we get these big ass ships that mm. are enormous compared to the enterprise so you, you kind of get a get a perspective of oh man this this oh, is speaking a, of they were when they were about to not they were about to like phase out a comet and then they get shot at it's like who shot us? And there's like this massive ship. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. wait, like they didn't they just didn't notice that this massive ship was coming at them. Just coming, yeah, it came was, out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. That, I thought that was pretty fun. Yeah, that was funny too. Funny and also odd. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, just... I think that plays into like there was just some odd 
plotting or yeah contextualization i don't i don't even know what to like describe it like it, it's just like the setting oh. sometimes is a little confusing yeah but i mean it did a great job of highlighting uhura's skills and and also her um you know lack of certainty about being in starfleet we yes. also get some like we get that. some backstory it was, kind of awkward. it was like she was like yeah she was like i don't know starfleet's for me and i was like wow like it's just like, but then we get the yeah, the context because her oh, parents died and her brother sure. died yeah. so that that's something I, I was really you know i sat you know very you know pike immediately expresses empathy for her and which i thought was great um but he uh you know to have that kind of backstory on aurora is really interesting yeah i mean uh, i i also like that you know because she was direct and honest what she does say is kind of you know she's a little awkward she admits that when it comes to conversation she can be a little awkward but I kind of liked how she was honest about that because literally that is if you were to go to a work function and you were to say I don't know if working here is for me you know like that's basically what you're saying yeah um, that's true yeah it's right, all right. like awkward you know it's like oh thanks for being honest we hope you enjoy your time here you know yeah um but but she did to, to yeah. be fair she did mention that up front that she does have that kind of verbal diarrhea exactly in exactly. in social settings so i thought that was kind of interesting as well um yeah so yeah it's a it's a great uh yeah and and just to talk about Sam Kirk for a second, like what, like not very smart if he walks up and touches something that's alien oh, yeah, without so being, I was like, yeah, what are you that doing? was, uh, yeah, I thought that that was, uh, oh, you know, I mean, it was, it was obvious that they had to take him out of the picture so that she could solve the, the musical, you know, get the musical piece and the, that piece mm. going. But, um, yeah, I just thought it was, uh, you know, kind of like is that protocol mr kirk like should you walk up to an alien thing and just touch it all of a sudden um so that was kind of uh kind of weird but um yeah i thought that this was this was a i liked i really love when stories are resolved in one episode i'm enjoying this for that very simple fact you know, I, I, you, we are getting the through line of of Pike's dealing with his future, but we're also and we're learning about the other crew. But at the end of the day, like it's just episodic, and we just right. move it's not on. Big mystery, you have to wait nine episodes to solve. Right, exactly. So, yes. uh, in that sense, it is. Um, it's good to uh, to have this it's, change of pace, and it's very refreshing. Enjoy. Yes. Yes, it is. So I, I enjoyed it. I thought that, uh, you know, Ortegas, uh, you know, I don't well, know. Did so you I was a... going to ask you, because yeah. yeah. we were trying to structure these conversations a little bit differently. Like if you had kind of a favorite character or character moment, like it can be the central character of the episode, which is Ahura in this case. But if you had, if you had anything notable that you want to mention when it comes to you, um, a character that really stood out to you. Yeah, I mean, I, I did love learning more, like I said, about Uhura. Um, but I really enjoy the dynamic of 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 Ortegas and just how she interacts with Pike and 
you know, with the crew and with, with everyone, she's just, her one liners are great. Like, um, last episode, it was, why does this always happen when I'm in command? Um, uh, with the, you know, with the whole, uh, uh, you know, beaming the eye, beaming the serum into Spock's eye. Yes, uh, yeah, and in the in the native loose on the ship. Yes, and the, yes, the exactly. Riley two seven nine native, whatever yeah. they call themselves, loose on the ship. This week, it's you know like, oh, that went well, and like then the ship gets blasted by the alien. Um, so I I just really like she brings like this levity, but also like. Yeah, she's different than, you know, she's different than Detmer or, um, you know, Rios in, this, in the fact that, like, how they pilot or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, she just, uh, she, I don't know, every time she's on screen, every time she says something, I just laugh. I, like, I enjoy it. Like, she's spunky and I, I'm all yeah. all in for it. Um but I did. I do really think that this was a great Uhura storyline, just to talk a little bit about her past, to talk about her lack of certainty about being in Starfleet, as well. Um, so those were the two highlights for me. Although, no, sorry, I have a third highlight. Okay, my, say some for me, by the way. But keep on going. <laughs> um. All right, I'll I'll hold this one. My the other the other thing of the bookend conversations. Well, the three conversations with Spock, but go oh, ahead. Oh, okay. What, well, you... so I was going to say Spock. So thank you very much. Okay, like, good, good. Yeah. Go for it. Go. Yes. Cool. I, yeah, I agree with you. Um, and just to talk a little bit more about Ahura for a second. I, so as you know, as I've talked about on this podcast, I have not watched that much of TOS. You know, it, right. I haven't. Um, I did watch Charlie X because that was like literally like, the second episode or something or whatever right yeah um and uh you know nichelle nichols is very talented she she's you know especially like her character like given like what she had to work with in her character i think she did the most that she could um and she's a very talented actress and she can sing right and she can she she's very talented but honestly, the scene in Charlie X where she's just kind of singing in like the mess hall, I'm like, what is going on? It was just like very, it's kind of a little, a little awkward. And I'm like, eh. And, uh, you know, those moments, those like singing moments aren't really like for me. Like, I'm not really into them. So I think that they did a good job of kind of taking that and <laughs> putting it into this world. Uh, her like you know Ahura's like singing and musical ability and talent and kind of weaving it into the plot a little bit so that actually there is like a little bit of payoff and it's not like too awkward um you know I I appreciated that it's not like too in your face of a throwback but still kind of highlighting something that we do know about Ahura so I did like that um and yes Spock has a number of good moments. I, you know, I, I think that they definitely gave him a lot to do in this episode as well. Uh, definitely those moments between Ahura and Spock and Spock trying to give Ahura a pep talk. That was really funny. Um, him kind of just, you know, him being very honest and being very, very Spock. And I like the, the way that it also, yes, his, 
the conversations that he had with Ahura, kind of how they bookend the episode where his first his first assessment is like, well, it's great that basically he was like, it's great that you're here, but if you don't want to be here, then you should make way for people that actually want to be here. Um, but then it ends with, you know, you deserve to be here and Starfleet would be better off to have you here no matter what you decide. So I, I, I did like the evolution of that, um, of that relationship. And yeah, no, that, that was definitely, um, you know, a good, a good, those were good moments. And that was, I would say like a character highlight for me. And I appreciate the, the scene on the comet where he's sort of giving her a pep talk and she like questions it. It's like, that's your pep talk. talk? Um, and then he does have a version two of that yes, a little bit later, I think, in the episode. Mm-hmm. So he, he does get better, which I think is a great uh, development in that. And the fact that, you know, I, I like the fact that the cadet is feels comfortable or is able to because of the environment of the Enterprise created by Pike to speak up and, ha- you know, speak up and say what's on her mind rather than being like demure, demure and like uh watching rank and that sort of thing um you know and not feeling comfortable saying things so i like that that it's it's okay to give voice to your thoughts when you're in disagreement with someone you know or to challenge them a little bit or you know in in a in a respectful but you know positive you know like just speaking your mind way so i thought that that was really really nice to see that a cadet felt like she could speak up uh, to a lieutenant, to her commanding officer on the on the mission, per se, and and tell him exactly how she's feeling and yeah. what she needs mm-hmm. or doesn't need, you know. So I thought it was really good. Yeah. Um, and then, what was your favorite moment or moments in this episode? Was anything did anything particular in particular that we didn't talk about already stand out to you? I mean, the evasive maneuvers that that Ortegas does, I think, is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. The action Uh, in this episode was good. Like, they did a good job kind of choreographing everything that was happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, You know, I I think that in that moment where she says, oh, that went well, um, you know, sarcastically to Pike. Again, that whole thing where um, there it's interesting that this crew is much more familiar with each other than I would say what we, what we're used to, you know, I would say that. Yeah. I think everyone is very comfortable in Mm -hmm. their roles. It just feels very, and I don't know how much time the crew, like the cast got to really spend kind of, you know, just warming up. Yeah. Bonding before they started filming. But I feel that they have a very natural kind of chemistry that you can see on screen. And um, yeah, I would say each of them kind of really is unique and different. And they all have very, they all feel very fleshed out and they all feel very lived in. And Mm -hmm. the cast members are playing them. It's playing into those elements, those character elements really well. Yeah, I think it, and it's super refreshing. It's great to have this, you know, I I think, gosh, we've got more of this in two episodes of Strange New Worlds than we've gotten in four seasons of Discovery. I know. Um, 
and our, um, our, our and yes, complaints. Yeah, and, and that is a complaint. That is a strong complaint. Like how you know? So yeah, um, please develop. You know, do this on discovery. Do something on discovery. I think the problem is that you know, and I think that at the end of the day, even though this episode was is um was a little bit more, I would say problem of the week driven than the last ep- mm-hmm. pilot episode I think was very very character driven with Pike you know it was it was really centered on his dilemma and the whole thing with, and, and first contact and know, first contact con- but even that yeah. kind of played that was almost secondary to his struggle right like it, yes yeah it, at yep. the end of the day it it went back to him as a captain and how he um and his experience ultimately was the solve for the situation on the planet. Um, yeah, I think in this episode there was there was, there was a little more of the comet and like um, obviously the situation with the shepherds, but it was still very character driven in the sense of it gives Ahura and the people around her so much to breathe in terms of, and also like it doesn't feel out of place like these these conversations are happening don't feel forced they don't feel like you know like completely out of left field they feel much more organic in the ways that they're happening and they're pertinent to the context you know um i think the thing with something like discovery is that it's so plot driven it's very like narratively driven that it's very mystery or like disaster or like the universe is ending kind of driven that Mm -hmm sometimes that overshadows the character moments and then they try to insert these character moments and it's like it, it's not yeah. the character moments are sometimes secondary to like the disaster that's yes. looming, you know yeah. um so Sadly, i think that's yes. why that's why it's working it's like um they're giving the characters just a lot of opportunities to organically interact and play off each other yeah. and I think that's yeah. working really well yep i agree i agree any um any standout moments for you? Yeah, you know, I um I actually really liked the the resolution with the shepherds and the comet and the whole thing where they, you know, they they were able to kind of make peace a little bit and the shepherd captain was like, yeah, like maybe next time you won't be so quick to judge the faith of others because obviously Pike immediately when they're talking there. He was Pike was like, these are they're zealots, you know, like that was his immediate assessment. And I think that this was a good experience for him because it ultimately, you know, then we got the um the assessment from Ahura where she was like, Oh yeah, the comet kind of like, you know, knew what was gonna happen. And it in some ways it it knew its fate. And it was interesting because that ultimately kind of just plays into like what we were talking about like pike's whole struggle with his fate and where where fate is going to take him and the idea that it's predestined um it's you know i don't think it gives like a really like um solid answer like there's no like one answer to this you know to this problem but i think i kind of like that it's kind of like leaving things kind of open-ended and they're and kind of saying there's more things about this universe that we don't understand Mm. and that's okay and it's okay to not understand it and to embrace it and 
you don't know what's, you know, you don't know what the journey is going to be like. And it's, you don't want, you, and you don't want to judge something too quickly, you know? And I, I kind of like the, the open end of lesson that we're kind of given uh, at the end of the episode and, um, you know, where that kind of leaves us with kind of Pike's overall dilemma. So, so I really did like that. And, the, and yeah. Great. Yeah, yeah. I think that was, yeah, that's good. Cool. Cool. Um, anything else about this episode that stood out to you? Anything um, notable? We, we didn't really argue much, so this, I feel it went by really quickly, this conversation. Yeah, no, I mean, we, yes, this is the new normal for a, for strange new worlds, it would appear. No, I, you know, it's a, it's a, another, it's another good episode. Um, yeah, I like what we're seeing and I hope it continues. Um, but no, that's pretty much all I have on, uh, on strange new worlds on this episode of strange new worlds. And Chief Kyle got a couple, a couple of moments. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, that look was... at you bringing up something that you didn't want me to you tease me about. Yeah, so, no. Wait, chief... so is are people like talking about this guy? Like, I, I'm. I mean, I guess so. I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, I I don't. Um, I'm not keeping it with that particular discourse. So I am not either, to be honest. So I thought that that was interesting uh, that uh, Bill knew about that or told us about that. So yeah, wait, what did know, he? How did he, Bill refer to him? Uh, Trinks, Twinks, Porter, Chief Kyle. Twinks, Porter, Chief. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, Twinks, Porter, Chief. Oh, I was like, oh my God, he is a Twink. It's so true. That's, that's great though. I, I think my main, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm like, Chief Kyle needs a sandwich. Someone needs to give him a sandwich. He's so skinny. I feel that he's going to get blown away <laughs> by gusts of wind. Uh, well, fortunately, there's no wind in space, so he'll be he's all set. He's um, all set, he's fine. If he, you know, he can wear a good pair of magnetic boots and be fine. Um, yeah, no, it's a you know, uh, I like you know, yeah, I, he's a cutie. What can I say? He's a cutie, and uh, yeah, more, more, more Chief Kyle, please. Um, so funny. I, so, I, I did not realize that apparently there is there is conversation around chief kyle yeah yeah so you're not alone uh there we go uh you know i'm glad to hear that and i hope that we do get to see more of chief kyle and uh yeah uh it's you know it's great to see i mean that's another key position in the ship that is you know (laughs) miles Miles o'brien's position is like he's hanging out of the transporter room all day well his early days of next generation before he became uh ops lead ops and deep space nine right well remember he didn't in season one he was at the helm right he was at ops or at the helm and then he was at ops in the battle bridge onwards okay i don't remember he was in the he he was he was in the for me he was in the pilot he was in he was in encounter at far point as the ops officer on the battle bridge and then he moves to transporter duty uh later on and he stays there um, for like six seasons or five seasons i remember yeah something like that and then he becomes chief of operations uh on deep space nine so they give him more to do because honestly imagine just on a, standing there 
in a transport room all day. It's like, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, unless there's a transport emergency. Right. Yes, exactly. Well, it needs to be manned at all times in case there is a transporter emergency. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, just like standing there. Um, Yeah. So unless they're at warp, right? Uh, You know, it's not really necessary to have, you know, have someone in transporter control. But we have we have transported at warp before. So, yes, yes, yes. In any case. All right. Well, I think that does it for Children of the Comets, episode two. Excited for what's to come. Um, Mike, do you want to talk a little bit about our sponsor? Yeah, Fansets is the premier sponsor of the Truck Geeks Podcast Network and Deep Space Pride. And uh, they have some great, uh, well, by the time this episode is released, uh, they'll, they're going to have a new Delta's Done Right uh, pin out. And that is the uh, Future Imperfect TNG Delta. So that's the... What? Delta. That's so specific. Yeah, no, the, the one where we first see the just the Delta with the bars Rikers, of Rikers your... In the future. Yeah. The, in the future. Yes. Uh, so, you know, it's the captain's version. So it's got the four four bars for captain uh which i thought was a really it's really ingenious so uh that's coming out tomorrow sunday may 15th um as you know so by the time you listen to this uh that'll be out there and then uh on may 1st they released the uh motion picture delta uh for that admiral kirk was wearing in uh the motion picture so and they've got they also showed preview like a art preview image of future some future deltas so the deltas done right collection is uh is really uh one of the premier collections from from fan sets as well as the micro crew pins i mean i love the new master ships collection i love my enterprise a um are they coming out with any more of those you know Yes, but I don't think they've announced them yet. So this is part of a new collection, but they haven't said uh, what's next after uh, after the Enterprise A. So we'll okay. see. Um, they perhaps wanted to see how this one does before, um, before it's a, going it's a further. It's a lot on. of pin. It's a big pin. It's it's not even a pin. It's like a. Nah. It's not even. It's not even a pin, really. It's a you know. It's a it's a metal. It's a, you it's know, a, it's a magnet slash standy kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. And I, you know, so head on over to fansets.com, put a bunch of pins in your, your cart. If you uh, put in the code word Trek geeks, all one word, you're going to get 10% off your order. And if you're spending more than $30, you're going to get free shipping in the U S so go check them out. And uh, we want to thank fansets for being the exclusive sponsor of deep space pride and the Trek geeks podcast network. Thanks, fansets. All right. Um, so we would love to hear from you. We would love to hear your thoughts on Chief Kyle and if you think he's cute or not. I don't think he's not cute. His is not my type, but I can see why. He's not your type. He's not my type, yes. but I can see why people would be into Chief Kyle. With that being said, we will love to he- we will love to hear from you about Chief Kyle. Or anything else 
for that matter. Uh, so you can email us at dspacepride at gmail.com. And you can also reach out to us on Twitter and Instagram at dspacepride. And if you like this podcast, we would love for you to leave us a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. Cool. That's Excellent. it. There we go. Wow. Wow. That was uh, a quick one. That was less than an hour, which is kind of weird and kind of for awkward. us. Well, we've only had one episode to talk about. And, um, you know, but usually like- when we talk even about one episode, it's yes, it, it goes on for a while. So, yeah, yeah we're um, trying to tighten up things here. Try some new things. See what kind of sticks, what doesn't have a little fun with it. Um, so, yeah, let us know. Um, and, oh, and uh, this is completely random. I probably should have mentioned this at the beginning because we <laughs> haven't been we haven't been doing like what have you Star Trek this week for a while. But oh, yeah. I but I have been listening to uh, Garrett Wang and Robert Duncan McNeil's podcast, The Delta Flyers. Oh, probably heard of it, right? Like, yeah, so I definitely heard of it. I yeah, just, I've heard so. of it, and I have l- never listened to it. And they're like four or five seasons in. And I just started listening to it. It's actually really good. They have really good banter. Uh, they definitely give a lot of insight into the production of the episode. And then there's all this stuff. They're like, we don't remember anything because it's been like 25 years. Um, and I, you know, I don't remember what happened last week, let alone happened like 25 years ago. So kudos to them for occasionally having like these nuggets to talk about. Um, yeah. But because sometimes they'll be like, oh yeah, I remember this shot. You know, I remember, oh, yeah, we like, we had like, it took all day to like get ready. Like, and, and it's actually, it's wow. actually really good. So I do recommend for those Voyager fans out there. I'm not like, I don't think Mike or I are huge Voyager fans. I think we appreciate Voyager and Voyager has its moments. Um, and definitely it, from a lore perspective, it's, it's huge. You know, give us seven, you know, like a lot more about the Borg. Like, there's a lot. Um, yeah. and, and without Voyager, there'll be no prodigy, you know, like there's a lot that Voyager has given there's a lot. Yeah. Um, it's an important part of the Star Trek history. It's, you yeah. know, everyone has their favorite, uh, favorite show right. or, you know, captain or both. Um, so yeah, but, um, no, this has given me a newfound appreciation for some of these voyager episodes because I, I i don't know if you recall mike i i did a voyager rewatch it was like at this point probably a year and a half ago i went through every single it was voyager during episode. the uh yes the dark times yes of, of it was COVID like during, lockdown yes during yes. the more intense COVID lockdowns i skipped a few episodes here and there but for the most part i watched every single episode and i want to yeah. say i watched some as well but i can't remember so yeah I, you, 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 I recall you rewatched I don't know if you rewatched all of it, but no, I, I think I jumped around quite a bit. Around. Yeah. Um, but um, this has definitely given me a newfound appreciation of Voyager. And they are actually also they rate each episode and they're actually pretty harsh. It was it's kind of funny. They're oh wow. They're like, yeah, this is this is this is trash. <laughs> like, you know, there's oh wow. That's an episode. like wow. did not come together, didn't work. Um, they're very honest, which I also appreciate. So that's great. Wow. Um, yeah, most that's of nice the episodes they give like out of ten, like a six. I'm like, wow. Oh, like, yeah. Wow. So they are. Um, so they're tough. Harsh. Yeah, they're tough actually. Um, that's great. So good for them. Anyway, I do recommend for those of you that are looking for um, a bit more a deep dive into Voyager. Voyager, yeah. yeah. 
Um, cool. Anyway. Cool. All right. That um, does it for this episode. I don't remember the name of the next episode, but uh, I don't. What we will either. be talking about next week. Um, yeah, we'll be talking about the third episode. Oh, uh, something Illyria. So, um, fantastic. Uh, yes. Um, something Illyria, but anyway. We're prepared. All right. Well, we're not prepared for this, but we, yes. Anyway. Anyway. Um, right. yeah. Thanks cool. to everyone for listening and we'll catch you back here next week. Bye everyone. Deep Space Pride is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Coconut!